Welcome to Two Lads One Podcast. What up, people? This is Khalid, or you can also call me the Six Five Guy, the Warake Warrior, Sharpest Shooters, or the Real Odubu. You can call me Fine, Justifying, Unfiltered, Uncensored, Real Talk. Two friends talking shop. We have politically incorrect conversations and just get into the deep stuff. So take a seat, strap yourselves in, and get ready for a wild ride, motherfuckers. What up, bro? Jeez, finally. What up? What's happening? We had some technical difficulties. Yeah, on your end. Definitely. Definitely not on my end. Definitely, I can guarantee you it's on your end. You're okay. still using that Samsung S5. That's like a brick phone. Classic. How far, Jerry? What's happening? How's the week been? Chilling, man. Well, not actually the opposite of chilling. I was going to say, I know you've definitely not been chilling because you've been in the same boats for the last two years. Dotting thing, no one gave you a manual because this this work is killing me, bro. Bro, it's a constant battle fighting laziness, procrastination. Oh, I just want to hit a billion dollars and not need to do any of this shit. <laughs> I swear, I'll just make life easy, but every after mindset, it has to be done. Yep. It has to be done, man. So that's it. But funny we're going through this because one of our topics today is actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It's um, chasing money versus doing what you actually enjoy. Mm. So Very, I'll, very heavy topic. I'll let you take the lead here. What, what, what do you think about this? Chasing money versus... First off, you know, do you enjoy what you do or are you chasing the money? Um, it's a bit of both. Um, it's, and I think that's where I fall on this topic. So, I mean, growing up, a lot of us were told, you know, shoot for the stars, pursue your dreams, do what makes you happy. You know, anything is possible. You know, you get told all those slogans, basically, growing up and you internalize it, you believe it. But when you become an adult, you realize that life is not a fucking bed of roses. Uh-huh. The thing that you wanted to be, the thing that you were dreaming about for so many years might not be realistic in your environment. It might not be feasible. It might not be profitable. It might be something you enjoy, but you can't monetize it effectively. Mm-hmm. And that realization can be truly heartbreaking for a lot of people. For many people who spent this spent so many years pursuing their dreams or thinking about their dreams the idea that that dream is not going to lead to anything meaningful financially for them is not going to allow them provide for themselves and their families it can be crushing mm. it can really be crushing um but for me i think so where i fall on this topic is you have to realize very early on have a very honest conversation with yourself if and ask yourself, is my dream something that is going to be lucrative financially for me in my environment? And I keep mm-hmm. saying in my environment because 
you know, a lot of people who listen to this are Nigerians. So we know how unique and weird the Nigerian economy and market is. There are many professions you can pursue very, very easily in England, in America, in functional economies that are not feasible in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Right. We know how many geneticists, you know, people who study genetics came back to Nigeria. What, what are they doing? They're working in a bank. Yep. You know, we, people who studied advertising, you know, what are they doing? They ended up getting a second degree. They're lawyers. They're corporate oh. lawyers for an, oil, for an oil company. Oh, we have so many of those in Nigeria, lawyers. Jeez. No, because people realize that their dreams are not going to put food on the table. Right. right. So what I, what I would advise to anyone who is serious about a particular dream um, especially if you realize that that dream is not something workable in your country, in your environment, I would say find a way to blend your actual career, your nine to five, with some elements of your dream that you enjoy. Mm. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, let's say someone studied advertising because they love persuading people. They're excellent communicators. They love talking to crowds. They love seeing your eyes light up when you buy into their into their ideas, right? But they mm-hmm. come to Nigeria and they realize that ah, advertisers, how much are they paying <laughs> concept creators in this country? Yep. Right, peanuts, nothing, you know, for the most part. So... But they also realize that okay, they can get a they can get a, a decent, well-paying job working in let's just as an example, working in a in a gas and power company, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're where they're working in the business development units, where they get to interact with potential customers, where they get to pitch the the business ideas to stakeholders, where they get to talk up ideas in meetings, they get to express themselves, you know, flex their communication muscles and all that stuff. Even though then they're not pursuing their dream of advertising, a lot of the things that they enjoy about advertising, that public speaking, that stakeholder engagement, all that stuff, mm. you know, that's a you know, wooing potential clients, they can mm-hmm. still get to do that in a lucrative field in their own country. Yes. Right. So it's not, so it's not ideal. It's not exactly what you want, but Hey man, this is life. Mm-hmm. You have, you have to eat at the end of the day. Yep. Middle so ground. I would, you have to find middle ground, ground, man. Oh, middle man. ground. Right. So I would never tell anybody that's oh, pursue your dreams at all costs. It doesn't matter what happens. Go for it. Now nah, you have to be realistic. Naive thinking. It's naive, man. It's naive. Unless, unless you're willing to, and you're financially stable enough to make that drastic change where you leave the country jackpot and then go to a place where your dreams can actually be rewarded financially. That's a different thing. But if you're yeah. going to be in an environment that is actively stifling your dream job, your dream career, find a way to find a way to adapt, man. Find a way to switch things up while still doing something you enjoy. Mm, mm, mm. There's no dignity in poverty, my G. You can say that again. There is no nobility in poverty. One thousand percent. So, um. You didn't answer. Oh, I didn't you, answer? Yeah, you, say, you, you just said it's a bit of both. That's what you said. Um, 
Yeah, it's a bit of both because, I mean, like I said, it's it really depends on the situation. There are times when I would tell someone, you know, the answer is black and white. Go for it. Pursue your dreams. Your dreams are financially lucrative. Do it. Go all out. Mm-hmm. There are other times when I'll say, guy, forget this dream, man. That shit is not going to bring you anything. That dream you have, you might not even have the talent to actualize the dream in the first place. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it, it's, not, it's not black and white for me. That's, that's the best I can honestly what you said i echo it because for me i'm a big fan of people i'm a big fan of people doing what they enjoy i think there's nothing better than that because when you do what you enjoy you're happy it's not a chore it's not even mm-hmm. it's not work it's just a thing you're doing you know you wake up every morning you can't wait to get it done and all that but this was my thinking before I moved back. You know, I can't wait to come back, do what I enjoy because from a very young age, I've enjoyed, I enjoy being an entrepreneur. I like coming up with solutions or things that people didn't even know they needed. Mm-hmm. I think there's nothing better than that. So I moved back and as much as I studied architecture and whatnot, I always knew very early on architecture was not going to be my main focus. I was very honest with myself and that mm. was not. Um, so I moved back and I pursued the entrepreneur route. You know, I had business ideas, I had things, I had investors, business partners. You know, I came to Nigeria and I said, you know, let's get this done. But I quickly realized that, yeah, now I'm not for your pockets. Mm. Um, when we ask this question, like you said, context is very important. Because we yeah. are basing this on our environment. And our environment is Nigeria. Entrepreneurs do not thrive in this country. It doesn't work. You, you have to be extremely lucky. Have dirty investors, dirty money coming from somewhere, you know. So I understood that. And I said, look, at the end of the day, in Nigeria, more than any other country, you need money. You need mm-hmm. money to survive, pay bills, eat, just to have the basic necessities. And chasing your dream or chasing what you enjoy might not be profitable at that point. It might, you might not get it. And because you've not gotten it, what you're going to starve? Is that what you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's 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 it's, it's naive thinking. Um, so I moved back and I said, you know what? Okay, for me, or the advice I'll give people. No, let me start for me. For me, I understood that okay, I need to do grind out. For example, grind out um, this architecture, grind it out. And I saw it as, you know what, this can therefore provide the capital I need to pursue those things I want to do and I believe I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw it as. So that's what I would also tell some certain people that, look, some people might say, for example, we had a discussion a while ago, how some people will say, you know, nine to five or being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not black and white. You know, you can do 
your nine to five to feed this passion you have, then when you've reached a certain point, you can now say, you know what? I don't need this nine to five. I've got this. I've gotten to this level I need to get to. So it's definitely not clear. Context is important. We need money. So, hey, your passion, your, your, what you enjoy doing might not put food on the table at this moment because we have to look at, we have to look at your needs, immediate needs versus long-term needs. Yeah. Your immediate needs right now are you need to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You need to put food on the table. The long-term needs, um, the long-term needs can be fulfilled by, like I've said, doing your nine to five, and then earning certain capital and then investing in it. So it has to be you. You have to balance it out. You have to, you know, you have to make a decision. Like you said, you have to have an honest conversation with yourself. Any other country. Look, being an entrepreneur, the government will help you. People will help you. It's very rewarding. But here, if you're not hustling your nine to five or, you know, you're not grinding out something, you're not breaking your back, nigga, you're not eating. It's as simple as that. There's no two ways about yeah. it. You're not, you're, you're not eating. Um, then you also look at, you are um what what is what is i'm trying to say not doing what you enjoy might have adverse consequences for sure you know however like i've said context is important because some people are doing what they don't enjoy because hey they need they need to make money to put food on the table and it leads to depression exhaustion low productivity. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing. But, For sure. But this is something they can't help because guess what? They have to firm it. They, mm-hmm. have to suck, they have to suck it up because they have people depending on them. So they don't have that luxury of doing what they enjoy. This is what a lot of people are going through. And what have we spoken about in previous episodes? Mental health. Yeah, so your mental health is now affected because you're not you're not going to tell someone that is suffering from adverse poverty. I'll go and do what you enjoy now. You know, don't worry about the money now. Person is going to look at you like, are you insulting him? Okay, <laughs> if if that's the case, then just dash me the money now. Simple. Like, if I shouldn't worry about the money. Like, like, okay, just that it's not going to work, and that's why, like we've spoken about, context is important, and this is what people are going through. Then, yeah, you look at doing what you don't enjoy. However, mm-hmm. like we've talked, that pays the bills. Yeah, this is the reality of being an adult. <clears throat> a lot, yeah. of, a, a lot of adults are doing what they don't enjoy, but guess what? It has to be done. The it overwhelming done. majority of adults I, are doing what they don't enjoy. Trust me, very few people are doing what they enjoy. If everyone did what they enjoy, I don't know where the, the earth will be. I'll be very <laughs> like there's a, a lot of jobs we wouldn't have. A lot of jobs we of actually course. need, we wouldn't of have. Course. Do you think people want to be cleaners? 
You think I'm gonna be cleaning dog shit? Garbage collectors. <laughs> of course they You think do. people like working offshore on it, on an oil rig, putting their life in danger? They're and doing it for the money. One thousand. It pays well, and guess what? They need the money. When we speak about context, we went to you know we schooled in England, and there are people that guess what? They enjoy working at Marks and Spencers. They enjoy mm-hmm. working the subway because I promise you, summer comes. What's happening? They have their holiday planned. Every summer, <laughs> they're going on holiday. Yeah, and that's because again, they live in an environment that allows them to. You know, they pay their taxes so they get certain benefits back. Mm-hmm. You know, but if hey, they're struggling, government assistance. One thousand percent. We live in a jungle, so it's very different. But then, this is also a very important question. Are you sure it's not that it's just hard and not that you don't enjoy it? What I'm saying is you don't enjoy it because it's hard. Therefore, you're just being lazy. Um, there's, also that. There, there's, there's also that. I believe certain people are just being lazy and they've not fully applied themselves to know whether they enjoy it or not. Because there's oh, also sure, that. Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. There's certain people that are just lazy and because I I I've experienced that where I thought I wasn't enjoying something. Mm-hmm. But then when I actually applied myself and said, you know what? Let me just, let, let me get on with this. Like what is I found out you know what I actually enjoy it. So what yeah. it was that that was causing that honestly was just laziness and procrastination <laughs> absolutely that, that can that, be a big mental hurdle exactly so there's, there's there's also that there's also that so yeah that's why i say is the, honestly that's the truth it's it's for for everyone in okay let me not say for everyone for but a lot of people in nigeria it's honestly a bit of both and it has to be mm-hmm. it has to be if yeah some of you are listening to the podcast and you're lucky enough to actually do what you enjoy. I take my hat off to you. Like it's not, you know, you do what you enjoy and guess what? When you do what you enjoy, the consequence is you make money off it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what tends to happen. So man, shout out to you guys. If you guys have found a passion and then you're benefiting off it, you're enjoying what you're doing. Truthfully, you've won. You've honestly won. (laughs) You've won. Yeah. Yeah, ahead of most of us. I was going to say that, um, uh-huh. you know, it's it's uh, related to this topic. I saw uh, a a Twitter post, I think about two weeks ago, where some woman was lamenting about how um, women give up so much when it comes to, you know, career opportunities. And they do that in order to raise children that, you know, by just simply by virtue of having children, that women almost destroy their careers. And she was saying it like it was a terrible thing. She was saying that, you know, men are so lucky in this regard. Men men never have to sacrifice anything. They can just pursue, you know, their long-term goals, their career aspirations. And, mm. like, the thing rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I was so pissed off when I saw that because it was so, it was so deluded. It was so divorced from reality. And the way it's related to this, our topic, is the fact that, 
many men let's let's put it in the nigerian context so many nigerian men can relate to the idea of working 20 30 40 years in a company in an industry for a boss that they absolutely despise mm. these men have become shells of themselves these guys are like robots. They just wake up, go to work, come back. Yeah. If they're lucky, go for a holiday with the family in the summer. Why are they, why are they doing this? Because they have to provide. Yes. Yeah. These are men who are missing, missing their child's first steps because they have a tyrannical boss who is saying they should sleep at the office. Yeah. You know, these are men who, because, because they're always working late, that child sees the mother as the best friend, sees the mother mm -hmm. as the parent that is always there. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that that's not a sacrifice? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't imagine what could be a greater sacrifice than for years, like wasting, not wasting really, but, you know, sacrificing over half your life you know, for a company, for a boss that doesn't give a shit about you just because you know that you have to provide, you have to survive. Your child has yeah. to go to school. You have to give them a fighting chance at this thing called life. Mm. It's okay. so tough, man. Um, do me a favor. Repeat what she said again. I want to really... Well, what did she say again? She said, she was mm -hmm. saying that the dynamic of women raising children women taking time off work mm. to give birth to children that it has a very very negative um, um effect on their ability to advance up the career ladder their ability to advance in their workplace because they're taking time off work you know men who men don't have to consider that men don't have to maternity leave this one that mm -hmm. one so mm -hmm. Because of that, she was saying that, you know, just the idea of marriage and child rearing is just so damaging long term to women <sighs> that she hates it. You see, what I would say is, first things first, both genders make sacrifices. So let's let's get that shit out of the way. Yeah. Both, both genders make sacrifices. If we're looking at the context that is Nigeria... I can mm. understand where she's coming from because, first off, you know how women are treated in this country. Mm -hmm. women, are seen, women are seen as less than. Yeah. So I can understand why she would say, you know, because she's pregnant. Um, first off, women are seen as less than, so now she's pregnant. They don't believe she's doing enough to earn a promotion or mm. this and that. Um, for example, I remember a guy saying, um, he doesn't believe women should make as much as him mm. because they have um, they get pregnant. They have to they have to take weeks off. You mm. know when they have their period and all this. Sometimes they have to stay at home and all that. And <laughs> you have that stupid logic. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, this a lot of their bosses agree with this logic sure so they do not promote them or give them what they deserve however okay there's that looking at what this woman is saying this is why there's a poly relationships and marriage blah 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 honestly it's rubbish because yeah. you're effectively saying you sacrifice it the man doesn't sacrifice that's rubbish come on yeah come on 
on a daily basis, I've had this conversation with my female friends on a daily basis. The man, let me let me let's just say the man, the African man mm. is put under an incredible amount of pressure yes. to provide. And what that leads to sometimes is you going down a very dark route. Absolutely. Because you believe it is your job as the man to provide by any means necessary. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you will be seen as inadequate and less than. Mm-hmm. So there are sacrifices that are made for this. When, when I was a baby, I remember there were times that my mom and dad would have to travel. When we lived in Lagos, I have to travel to Abuja. And my auntie will come and take care of me. That's times mm. my dad would travel, my mom would be there. My mom would travel. That's because sacrifices have to be made to provide for the family. Yeah. It's something that has to be done. So I think it's, I think it's very sad she would say that. Um, sometimes when such comments are made, I, I'd like to ask the person, what was your last relationship like? Mm. What has... what? Is relationship like between your mom and dad? Yeah. Because this shit molds people into thinking like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you honestly believe the man doesn't make a sacrifice because he's not the one getting pregnant, come on, man. Well, well, well like, how old are we? Are we kids? <laughs> now, what are we saying? It's rubbish. Absolute, absolute rubbish. But Nigeria, I can understand if I want to play devil's advocate, I can understand why you could apply that to this because of how women are treated in Nigeria. But if you're going to say you sacrifice more than the man, boy, I always say if, if our women or women knew on a daily basis, what's going through a man's mind, <laughs> you'd be blown away. It's crazy. If, we could be like, I could be sitting down now, TV on, I can't tell you what's on TV because I am thinking. Yep, my mind is separated. I am thinking. I am panicking about something. I'm worried. I'm being Mm -hmm. pressured. Just like, just wanting to provide something as simple as you know what? We want our parents to retire. Yeah. We want to help out with certain things. We want to ensure, you know, the woman we're with. We're not say, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the woman's father, but we want to take care of our woman, you know. Yeah, we want exactly. to take care really, of ourselves. There's no, there's, no, there's no shame in that, absolutely. Exactly. Any, any exactly. man should. You want to take care of yourself. You want to, you know, go on holiday. These are all pressures. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. sacrifices have to be made. And what happens? Men break down. Because a lot of us don't share this we bottle it up and just mm-hmm. get on with it. What's yeah. the term in Nigeria? Be a man. Be a man. Exactly. So just, yeah, just I thought... yesterday, for just just to mm. piggyback off what you said, just yesterday, you know, I was with my girlfriend and I, I was just for maybe about an hour, I was just not feeling too good mentally. And I and I just said what was on my mind, and it ties to what you just said, because mm-hmm. I was I was tired, I was overworked. And I just told her that, you know, 
it's very, very frustrating feeling like the amount of work you put in is not commensurate to the salary you're bringing in every month. 1000%. And I was just down about that for like an hour. I'm like, what is it all for? What am I killing myself for? What am I doing this all for? I mean, I snapped out of it. We spoke about it. I felt I felt better, but just for yeah. that very moment. And that's something that many men think about. On a daily basis. Yeah. And it's, bro, anytime it's, uh, for me, she's always making fun of me because for me, it might be particularly bad. Anytime we go out anywhere, I have this app that tracks every single expense I make every every month. It goes down to the last fucking cobble. Damn. Because, because like a year ago, I was, I, freak, I was freaking out. I would, I would get to the end of the month, see that I've spent the you know almost all of my salary and i'm like mm-hmm. where exactly did it go and how can i stop this from repeating itself yeah yeah mm. completely completely understand and like you said that because i did the same thing i created an excel spreadsheet mm. so you know follow my weekly expenses because like you've said I'm doing all this. The money I'm making, it's not adding up. Yeah, it's not. And then I was like, okay, let me really see what I'm spending my money on. And again, this is why we speak about context. Context is important. This is Nigeria. I looked at my expenses and you know what shocked me? (laughs) I was not doing anything wild. Nope. I was doing the bare minimum, my necessities. Mm-hmm. Bills that need to be paid, DSTV, Intel, yeah. fuel, mm-hmm. power, buying mm-hmm. diesel, topping up electricity. Getting internet. Bro, after I did it for a couple of months, I stopped because I didn't see the point because all <laughs> that showed me is that I'm not doing anything outlandish. I'm not. I'm not doing anything wild. All I'm it's doing crazy. is taking care of myself, the necessities, and the money that I'm getting doesn't make sense. I wasn't doing anything wild. I wasn't going clubbing and spending five million naira like some bad nope. boys. It was the basics. So I said, you know what? To hell with this spreadsheet because I thought there was a problem. There really isn't. The problem is I'm not. I'm not. Um, earning yeah, what I deserve. That's it. I'm not earning what I deserve. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there are times where you know I've been that. Every time I've spoken to you about it, I'm just like, I have all these business ideas. I bring it forward, and Nigeria just seems to beat me down every time. Mm-hmm. You spend all this money up front, you know, you invest in this idea, and then you put it on the table and. Nigeria just spits it right back at you. <clears throat> and that ties in perfectly with doing it for money or doing what you enjoy. This I'm trying to yeah. do what I enjoy, but <laughs> Nigeria's saying, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> so, yeah, the times you definitely feel down and you're like, what the hell? And these are the pressures. You know? So sometimes some, some guys, they can't wait to go to the bar to drink. They can't wait to go yeah. to chat to women because guess what that's a distraction all these things are linked it's a distraction it's 
the the man is acting out, sleeping with numerous women, you know, mm-hmm. drinking left, right, and center, smoking mm-hmm. weed, sniffing cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all linked. It's, 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 uh, it, deep down, a lot of men are happy. It's the truth. <laughs> and it all stems with what they're doing. That's it. A lot of people that go down the route of doing Yahoo, if they had a, a, a different option, they wouldn't do Yahoo. But guess what? Yeah. They need money to take care of their families. And yeah, man. <laughs> that's that's, that's it, man. honestly that's it. You read it, you read a story, so so and so businessman committed suicide after business deal went belly up. And <laughs> you wonder why he did that. He felt like he was out of options. Felt like yeah. he had, he felt like a failure. That's what's he, what's he gonna tell his family? He felt like a failure, a loser. That's the truth. I know how many times, bro. I've I've tried to do something in work, and I'll I'll just be in bed looking at the ceiling, just mm. what the fuck? Close to just saying, you know what? I give up. That's mm. the truth. But what I realized, honestly, and a lot of men listen to this, even women, I taught myself to find the positives in every day. It doesn't matter how small it is. Yeah. I woke up today. Boy, that's a positive. Mm -hmm. Someone made me smile. I made someone smile. That's a positive. I got a compliment. That's a positive. Just little. I got back home today. That's a huge positive. You know, so... That, that, that's what I trained myself to do because if not, bro, there were times where I was in a very low place because mm-hmm. you just feel like you're, you're constantly fighting a losing battle. But, yeah, man. <laughs> that is the reality of it. But <laughs> we, we, we went deeper than we thought we would go, but <laughs> this, is, this is it. Okay, then let's go into something a bit more lighthearted. Um, okay. we say lighthearted, but this is gonna end up being quite deep again. Okay, <laughs> do men know who they are going to date or marry off the jump? Hmm, <laughs> it's, a, it's a question women women are dying to know, women yeah. are dying to get answers to. Uh, um, and before, before you start, I'm going to put this disclaimer we are talking about responsible. Men. Yes. <laughs> not talking yeah. about fuck boys, bad boys, responsible men, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Very important disclaimer. I would my response is divided into two. So my response when it comes to dating is different from my response when it comes to marriage. So okay. with dating, for me, I see dating as a time of experimentation. I think mm-hmm. people should use I'm I'm a very big believer in men and women dating different people, like not a, not necessarily an absurd amount, not 20, 30 people, but just different people, different walks of life, different personalities, different religions, if you will, especially mm. in your in your late teens, um, early to mid twenties. It's very very good yeah. practice to find out who you are as a person the kind of personalities that you resonate with, the kind of people you you bond with, 
the kind of people you think you can commit to long term. Very, very key. If, you know, there's some people who, you know, they marry their high school sweethearts and, you know, they've been together for 57 years. Oh, I lost my virginity to my girl and we got married right after. Yeah, that happens. But in this modern age, it's very, very rare. Very rare. So I would I would just generally advise that people date when they can in their teens. So in response to your question, mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily think people, people, even responsible people know who they're going to date mm -hmm. when they meet them. Because like mm -hmm. I said, dating is for experimentation. It's for it's for getting to know different kinds of people, putting yourself in different situations. For example, and using myself as an example, I can tell you firsthand <laughs> in the past, right? There's been more than one relationship that I can only describe as having fallen into by mistake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm, and I'm not saying that in a disrespectful sense. I, I generally mean that I didn't go into those situations knowing that, yo, I met you, I like you, I'm going to date you. Mm -hmm. Nah, mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily happen like that. I might have known you for years. We might have been friends. And then we just decided to give the whole dating thing a shot. I might have met you, you know, not been particularly attracted to you, but for some, the, the brain is weird. You know, one day something just changed. I saw you clicks. in a different light. Something yeah. clicks. You said something to me that was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know? So dating for me, I think, is is less serious and has more room for, for you know, lack of planning, right? Yeah. right? So you can just yeah. pretty much do what you want. For marriage mm -hmm. and for men, I genuinely think, especially, I genuinely think that men know very, very early on who they are, at the very least, not going to marry. Yes. And I'm pretty confident in saying that, again, you drawing, drawing from my own personal experience, there have been previous relationships I have been in um, where, to be honest with you, very, very early on, I knew that this shit is not going anywhere long term. Mm, damn. I'm, I'm not, not going to marry this person. <laughs> Some women might hear that and be like, ah, if you were, if you were, not going to marry the person why were you dating them mm -hmm. again like i said earlier i see dating as a time of getting to know yourself getting to know different people so for me at the time i wanted to i was going through a phase in my life where i was very very quick to cut people off both men and women you i was very very irritable i wouldn't say that i wouldn't but i would really i would really put it like that uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I wasn't really giving people a chance. If someone would rub me the wrong way or annoy me, I'd just be like, fuck this, I'm out. So I, I was trying to change at the time. So I, I was tolerating behaviors that I would never normally tolerate. I was dating a particular person that I wasn't, that I knew wasn't a good fit for me personally, for my personality, for my values, right? Mm -hmm. But I was in that relationship because I just want, I wanted to see things through. I wanted to know how much can I overlook? How much can I tolerate? Mm -hmm. right. But I knew that, you know, in terms of marriage, in terms of a long-term commitment, nah, this was never going to be it. Never. Mm. And many, most men, I would, I would confidently say, 
most men know this as well. Most men know the kind of person that they want to be with. And they know when the person they're dating at the moment is not that person. Mm. They might not tell you immediately. They, they might string you along for a while. They might, whatever, they might break up with you suddenly. They can act out in different ways. Mm-hmm. But in their heart of hearts, if they're with, if they're having a candid combo with one of their, their best guys, mm-hmm. they will tell him that, guy, I know if he married this bitch. <laughs> I swear, I swear, I know if he married this bitch. So I'm, sure that's how, I'm sure that's what Future says all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and then for, for guys, do guys know whether they're going to marry they're, act- they're definitely going to marry someone that they're dating. Again, I think that one is a bit more co- more complicated because marriage is a huge step. But what yes. I would say is, what I would say is that men definitely know, definitely know when the person they're dating at the moment could comfortably, comfortably become their wife. Ultimately, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to happen hundred percent, but they know that. If somebody told them 10 years down the line that, yo, you know the girl you're dating, you guys ended up marrying or you guys have three kids now. Hmm. Men who are in a good relationship, men who you know, value the person that they're with, even though they've not made that long-term commitment, they'll be comfortable with that. They'll be like, I, I, I can live with that. I'm cool with that. I'm happy hmm. because I know that this person has got me. I know that this person's character traits, she would make a great fucking mother. Yeah. I know that she's smart. She has the right values. She has, she's sensible. You know, she's going to, if I'm, if I'm hot tempered, she's the more level headed one or vice versa. Like Mm. if I'm too idealistic, she, she's the one who is a better judge of character. She's the one who's more realistic when judging people. She gives great financial advice. You know, she's Mm. such a kind person. She has a close relationship with her family. She's she has a generous spirit. Men Mm. notice all of this shit. Forget yeah. all that one about about um, people thinking that the only thing men care about is ass or titties. Mm. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to marriage, man. When it comes to marriage, we're talking serious men. We're not talking about Lord Future here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> when it comes to marriage, men notice and start ticking these mental boxes when they're dating people. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, um, for me, my experience, I'm okay. Um, did I know who I was going to date when I started talking to them? Honestly, pretty quickly, yes. Mm. Funny enough, a lot of people might not believe this. I've not had, a, I've not been in a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. I've been in a handful, if that. Yeah, mainly because I wanted to enjoy my whole phase. I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't want to be tied down like anything. I didn't want to miss out on anything, so I fully immersed myself in that. Um, for example, my current relationship. Um, we started talking, and this is going to sound so funny to a lot of people. We started talking October. 15th mm. 2018 
I remember mm-hmm. the dates. I remember the dates. So fag. Okay. People are good. <laughs> People, people are going to come for you. People are going to come for you for what you just said. I'm telling you, and I'm fully going to back them and support them. Oh, God. I started talking God. to her, and we never stopped talking till today. Mm. Um, From the moment we started talking, and this ties into the next topic, which is, you know, what is your superpower? I'm very observant to little things, and I have, you can somewhat call them a ch- you can sort of call it a checklist, but it's not really a checklist. Mm. But the moment I vibe with you, even though you hate that word, the moment <laughs> I, I just gel with you, honestly, I, I know. Because before I even engage in this thing, this convo, this talking daily, from afar, I've already noticed a couple of things. Mm. And I know if to go further. So we started talking, blah, 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 you know, a couple of months in. And from then, I honestly, I was like, yeah, I want to date her. But on the other side, I was like, am I ready? Do I feel like I'm ready for this? I, I started asking myself different questions, somewhat psyching myself out of it. Mm. But I already had an idea down this. And the funny thing is, I'll tell you what solidified it. This is so funny. So, listeners, I hope you guys are seated right now. Okay. We, I said, you know, let's go on a lunch date. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. No problem. We went to, effectively, a booker. <laughs> Beautiful place called Ejueleba. Wait, what? We were, a place called Ejuelegba. <laughs> we went there. Different from the Ejuelegba in, in Lagos. I've never been to Ejuelegba in Lagos, so I don't know. But Ejuelegba, <laughs> you know. I've never been to that place, so I don't know. But it's, you know, effectively a booker that's indoors. Simple. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. yeah. So we went there, you know, ordered everything. This is this, and you know, she just seemed so at home. Hmm. And I was looking at this girl like my heart was beating, like Jesus. No pretense, no forming. Bro, she was the other J rice planting or fada roundabout intestine. I was like, oh God, yes. Oh. <laughs> Everything was just I, was like, I looked at her, she sat down, put her bag on the table, kind of almost rolled up her sleeves. Bro, I was still looking. I wasn't even eating, and I was just looking at she was like, What? I'm like, nothing. In my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna motherfucking date you, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so even though that sounds funny to me, that that was like a confirmation thing to me because yeah, I don't know how many girls are willing to go to such a restaurant in in the world we live in today because of mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter. If, hey, there's some girls that tell you, if you take me there, you'll never see me again. This is what happens yeah. in the world. So I say that to say honestly, maybe not right away. I I might know I'm going to date a person, but very quickly I know. Very mm-hmm. quickly, and maybe maybe that's why I've not been in a lot of relationships. Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely know I'm going to date the person, 
And if we now go further into marriage, I, like you said, I believe a lot of men know after a while, you know, I can comfortably spend the rest of my life with this woman. Mm -hmm. 1,000%. A lot mm -hmm. of times what tends to happen is you psych yourself out. Honestly, yeah, it's it, 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 and it's crazy. It's a bit too good. It's a bit too <laughs> rosy here. It's a bit too, and then something happens, and hey, um. So yeah, I definitely believe you could. You could be with someone, and after like yeah, comfortable. I can comfortably spend the rest of my life with her. Yeah, one thousand percent. I believe every man knows mm -hmm. who he wants the mother of his child to be. I believe. When he's dating, mm -hmm. he knows. And this could be part of the reason why there's so many baby mothers out there. <laughs> and, and why a lot of guys might be dating someone, but they always go back to the baby mother. Or they always mm -hmm. cheat with the baby mother. Because there's just that bond. Why they're not married is a whole different question. I don't know, but I believe, you know, guys do know who they want the mother of their kids to be. They definitely do. If you look at the mother, um, if you look at certain guys and the mother of their kids, and then you look at the mm. women they are dating, they always yeah. tend to be very different. Like very, very. Op opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. For me, for example, um, I follow a bunch of hoes on Instagram. Follow mm -hmm. hoes. <laughs> I, I'll never date any of them. I mm -hmm. mean, guys are like, oh, well, that's a bit hypocritical. That's your personal <laughs> problem. I don't care. I know what I like. Slut I shaming. Know. Hey, you see? <laughs> hey, it's a cold world. I'm sorry. I'm being very honest. I would double Teddy's ass and I'm dead. Double tapping real quick. I can't date them, though. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're bad yeah. people. I just can't date mm -hmm. them. That's my preference. Sure. So yeah, to this topic definitely, I do I do believe not right away, but both marriage and relationship, you do, you do know, you do know. What tends to slow it down is you believe you're not ready, you mm -hmm. you start asking yourself certain questions like do I have enough money to, you know, take care mm -hmm. of her, take care of me, you know, like um, sometimes you'll be like ah, but why did she pick me? Hmm. You you start asking yourself certain questions like, well, she's too good for me now, you know. Or you meet a good girl, and this happens a lot. You meet a really good girl, gorgeous girl. She ticks all the boxes, let's say. And you ask yourself, not me, but I've heard stories where guys ask themselves like, but there's so many other guys that want her. Like, why did she pick me? Like, <laughs> like and then you start honestly playing yourself down feeling yeah. less than and then you start to become insecure and then mm -hmm. you ruin this good thing with your own hands yep so yeah yep definitely definitely yeah. you also have you also have guys who like you said they have a great girl great situation stable relationship but for some reason that i can't even explain maybe it's that insecurity maybe it's that fear that worry that things are going too well they start mm. acting out. They start looking for what is not in their relationship. Mm -hmm. They start looking for 
looking to hang out with women who are completely different from from yes. their woman. The woman is stable. She's sensible. She's considerate. They now stay, they're popping bottles with baddies that are selfish, self self absorbed. They want that edge. That edge. They want that, you know that they still want to live that baby boy lifestyle when they know yeah. that they have something great already. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. That's 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 the truth. So to that question, yes, we do. Going to the not immediately, but after a while, we definitely do. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your superpower? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you take this one. So, so let me let me let me see where where you go. Then follow you. Um. As I said, it ties in perfectly. My superpower. I am very observant to little things. Mm. Extremely, and sometimes it scares me. I'm observant to everything. And that's why I said maybe that's why I've not dated a lot because little things, and I'm like, hmm, okay, so you're like this. Okay, you, okay. People can say, oh, but you're judging a book by school, but I'm really not. I just believe everyone, everyone has a tell. Just, mm. from, just, just by little things, you know, you can spot the kind of person someone is, mm-hmm. both men and women. Um, so that's definitely my superpower. I can, I can tell when someone's feeling anxious. I can tell, um, the kind of person someone is just from having maybe a 10 minute conversation with them. Mm. Um, like the certain things I've done, I am definitely not going to say it on this podcast but with the opposite <laughs> sex, just by sitting with them and speaking to them about certain things, like, couldn't believe it. Yeah. They couldn't, like, well, and maybe, I, I don't know, I don't know why that is or how that even came about, but over the years, it's something that I've noticed about me, and even people have told me. I'm just very observant to little, little things. Mm. It's just... Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes I don't know if it's a good thing because I, you could, you could say maybe I don't give the person a chance to maybe prove me wrong, lack of a better, lack of a better term. I effectively mm-hmm. just, yeah, you, I, I watch you for five minutes, you speak for it, and I'm like, okay, so this is what you're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a cheat code. I don't know, but sometimes I don't. I would. I don't want to be very observant. Yeah. Some, sometimes I don't. I just say it, it's somewhat. It restricts you from certain things. Mm-hmm. When you notice something early enough, you're not going to try and explore even more. That's the truth. And there are a couple of times I've actually gone against it. My instincts. I've observed sometimes I've gone against it. And, I ain't gonna lie to you. I wish I didn't. Yeah. You know, maybe you can call it intuition, call it what you want, but yeah, I've 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 got into situations or situationships that should never have happened because I observed certain things and I just said, you know what, fuck it, let's do this. <laughs> and yeah, it ended badly. Yeah. So that, that's definitely my super. I'm observed. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. I think my mine is oh, mine is linked to that, but 
um, instead of observation, the way I would say it is, I, I've noticed over the years, and it's something that has gotten stronger as I've aged, I have this ability, this uncanny ability to get people to trust me and open up to me, even when we're not particularly close. Damn, you sound like an investment banker. Jesus. <laughs> so, I've, I've, so I've had many conversations, and this is, this is especially true with women. I've had many conversations with women that I don't know particularly well. We might have met for the first time or we met the day before, mm. and they just find themselves telling, telling you know, me things, very personal things about themselves that I didn't necessarily ask for. Mm-hmm. just the way the direction the the direction of the conversation the way i listen to them the way i make eye contact when we're having conversations mm-hmm. the way i engage with them they feel like it's a it's a very safe environment to reveal themselves okay this guy's experiencing in holism my god oh my god this, this, this guy is this guy is slandering my good name this guy, I'm saying this because I'm the exact same. Carry on, <laughs> my guy. I understand this field. I'm so, going to spill some beans. Well, carry on. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to spill some beans right now because okay, there was a, there was a situation that involved you and me. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm not going to give intimate details. I'm just going to keep it very vague. No, no, but basically, oh, 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 I don't care if you give intimate. I'm just saying we've been involved in so many mischievous acts. <laughs> so I don't know which one you're going to pull out. Yeah, I mean, I was at your house. You, you had to get together, loads of people, good, mm. you know, good time and everything. Mm. You know, it's the the crowd starts winding down. You know, mm-hmm. me, you, and a couple of couple of people. This years ago, a couple of girls uh, in your room, just oh, just thing, making yes, this. I remember this. I, remember I mean, this. next thing you know, oh, not, God, oh not I remember this. this. Not <laughs> this from anything that we revealed about ourselves. Or, like it's not like we were particularly open about anything, you know. And then the girls start revealing intimate details about their sexual histories, about the kind of men they've been with, about their traumatic sexual experience, the experiences they faced. And I was like, so on the one hand, I'm like, okay, this is this is it. This is definitely an interesting conversation. And we were mm-hmm. both engaging. But on yeah. the other hand, I'm like, this is, like I met you today though. Like I didn't need I I didn't <laughs> ask you all that. Like <laughs> I, uh, I, I definitely remember this. It was very it's like okay, cool. You're clearly comfortable. That's nice, but mm. should you really be telling people this that you don't <laughs> should really you be know? Yeah, exactly. Should you really be comfortable? This comfortable? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. So yeah. let me like another example. I was I was at the office yesterday, and I'm doing my I'm doing my work. I'm minding my business and stuff. I I was there I was there till till late and then one one of the girls who I work with you know she comes downstairs we're just saying we're talking about all manner of things next thing you know I don't even know how we ended up here she starts telling me about how she hasn't been in a relationship in so so and so number of years the last person she was with really broke her heart devastated her and next thing we end up getting into a conversation about that and I'm like Okay, this is this isn't really office office conversation. This is not something I asked for, but you know, it was just like I said, it's just there's something about 
the way I speak to people, something about my personality that just allows mm. them to open up and have these interesting conversations. You know what so, my yeah. girlfriend would say? My girlfriend would say this. So this is what she says to me. Mr. Charma. <laughs> yeah, I can understand because you see, yeah, I know this very well. It's honestly, I think it all boils down to just being easygoing and simple. Mm-hmm. When you're easygoing and simple, especially with the other sex, Kai would now turn to. I don't know what to term this relationship talk, women guru, relationship guru, I don't know. But one thing I've learned, especially with the other sex, is if you're simple and easygoing, honestly, women tend to get quite comfortable around that. Yeah. Because what I've noticed is a lot of guys or peers, they're so complicated. Or they try to be complicated and deep and all that. And mm, it's just a lot. But when you're easygoing, yeah, definitely people. And I've, I've noticed that, just like you, people telling me things that I didn't ask for, just feeling like they can open up and it being a safe place. And don't get it twisted. It is a safe place. I'm not saying I'm going to spew whatever you tell me. Mm. But when you sit back and think about it, you're like, why did you tell me that? Or why did, yeah. why did he even, why did he tell me that? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, because I remember, I, I think I went out and some guy was telling me how, yeah, you know, this is this. Yeah, he tried coke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he tried coke. It was, it was, it was, and I was just like, okay, Mr. Adventurer, cool, but <laughs> I didn't ask you this. Like, I didn't. Mm. And it's so funny because people feel comfortable sharing with you, with me, but Jesus a lot of people don't know shit about me. Oh, no. No. It's fine. We, we, okay. can have, um, we can have an hour-long conversation. You know, it's, it was enjoyable. It was, we laughed, we spoke, we really talked. But you, <laughs> when we leave, you find out that most of the revealing was done by you. And the funny thing is, I didn't force you to tell me anything. No, 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 no. You just did. You're being finessed. I'm telling you now. <laughs> You're being finessed. Um, well, my story in terms of being observant, I'm not actually going to say what happened, but I'm going to say this. Men mm. that are listening, even women, you can tell if a woman is getting sexually excited by her palm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You can tell. One thousand percent. I'm not saying when you meet a girl now, you guys are not going to say, show me your palm. <laughs> show me your palm. <laughs> You're going to be holding your palm, asking yourself, "What do I do next?" <laughs> but you can, and that's one of my like just being observant to that. Do not DM two lads one podcast asking any of us how you know. I'm not going to tell you. We're not going to tell you. But I'm telling you, you can tell just by that. Um, yeah, that's, that's my... That's, well, that, those are our superpowers. Interesting. I thought I was going to be an interesting one. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. But I, I like that because I share an element of that where people just get very comfortable and just... Mm-hmm. And I, I, won't, I won't lie. A lot of times I don't like when that happens 
because during my hoish phase, I was like, mm. that's probably wants me to be her boyfriend. I don't like this. Yeah, he starts, he starts second guessing why yeah. they're doing this. Yeah, stop telling me about your mom and dad, your family troubles. I don't need to know this. I don't care. Leave me alone. Like, just come. Let's do the deed and you go home. That's it. I don't need to know. We don't need to have this conversation. Tell me that. Oh, oh, you know, you're home and your mom and dad got into it. And the, look, you <laughs> don't care. We both know why you're here. So, come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are our superpowers. Bobby Schmurder GS9. Finally, hell yeah, the realist. He's home. Six years, didn't snitch. Real nigga. What, what, what an OG, the realist of the real niggas. You see, I, I am not gangster. I don't claim to be. <laughs> but this is what I will say. If someone is about that life, mm. and you practice what you preach, you do not snitch. Because if he had snitched, he would have gotten two to three years. Yeah, would be enough. You decide to do the time with your boys. Don't snitch. I can only respect that. Mm. Because the truth is, there are a lot of people that claim to be one thing, but. <laughs> They're a whole other thing. When it really <laughs> comes down to it, when you know it comes down to it, yeah, they cave. So mm-hmm. I can really commend. It. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying hey, he's a good or bad guy. I look. I'm going by if this is what you if you practice what you preach. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it, and that's what he did. He did not snitch. Came home. Quavo took the jet. <laughs> picked the real nigger up gave him an LV briefcase which was the schmur it was the schmurder pa- schmurder bag uh. schmurder package welcome home package you know and yeah r- the real is home and the funny thing is I sat down like two days ago and I was just thinking I was like you know what Bobby Schmurder actually created a sound mm-hmm. and a lot of artists have ridden that way yeah when i i remember when hot nigger came out it was bro i can't explain i'm not even gonna say the song was a good song because it wasn't <laughs> However, we cannot deny the impact it had combined with the dance. Yeah. And th- that meme, him throwing his cap yep. and his cap never landing. Mm-hmm. Cap still never landed. We don't know where this cap is. <laughs> yeah. There was a wave. And over the years, people have ridden that wave. He created a whole different sound. And man is home. Man is home. He did. Look, I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm I'm not, I might not be a Bobby Schmurder stan mm. fan. I can only commend acts, and 
I can only a man that stands by his word. Take my hand off to him. Mm-hmm. Take my hand off to him. Well, what 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 do you think of about the whole topic, Bobby Schmurder? Uh, yeah, I come being the goddamn party pooper once again. Of course, you are. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, jeez, kill, kill George. Oh, Jesus. Bobby Someone has to do it. I, I guess. I guess. Um. So Bobby Schmurder, yeah. before he went to prison and everything, wasn't a wasn't a fan of his music at all. I don't think he. I don't think he's a talented guy. I don't think he has much musical talent. I think. Jesus. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think if he didn't go to jail, Bobby Schmurder would have been another another Trinidad James, another McConan. You know, I didn't I didn't see any fair, fair, fair. any longevity to his career. I think he's been sustained by the fact that you know he went to jail. He was a quote unquote real one. He stayed true to his guy. He's everything. a convict. That's that's what I'm about to yeah. get into. I just I just want to ask a very innocent question. Maybe someone has the answer for me. This is not this is not me being a hater. I'm just I'm genuinely asking. I'll, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Let's go. <laughs> Why do Black Americans primarily glorify criminals? Free meek. Free real one. <laughs> Why do you get a Free. buzz? Why does your musical career get this new level of energy when you've gone to jail, when you've held it down, when you've been real? Why are we obsessed with glorifying people who have rap sheets? Um, okay. And the reason why I say Black Americans because... I genuinely believe... Oh, yeah, the reason why I say Black Americans specifically, and I didn't, I didn't say Black people, I was very specific, because I can tell you for a fact, that is not Nigerian culture. In Nigeria... Yes. Nigerian parents, Nigerian families, Nigerian society, if you go to jail, that is not a badge of honor. It's a source of shame. Taboo. Taboo. Yeah, you you have ruined the family name. You're you're hanging out with people that are confessing to crimes in your music videos. You're shooting guns, brandishing guns in the open in New York that has Mm -hmm. strict gun laws. What's wrong with you? How did how did how did how did black Americans get there and why are why are they there? Where is that where is that disconnect coming from? And if we're being honest, do we actually think Honestly, do we actually think that that kind of attitude is helping helping that society? Again, I'm just asking. Hell no. What I would say with what I've noticed, honestly, bro, it's it's a very simple answer. The white man controls the jail system. The white man is using the system to oppress the black man. That's the simple answer. That's what they'll tell you. Yeah, that's what they'll tell you. Honestly. But if, if that if and that is if that of, is the case, then and, why and are you helping what? them? Exactly. The truth of the matter is a lot of black Americans are sheep. A lot of them hop hop on this wave. So so is in jail. Free this one. Free this. This man just killed people, <clears throat> and you're shouting, "Free him! Free that!" 
No, keep this <laughs> nigga a, locked He's a danger. This nigga's the devil. <laughs> um, honestly, sometimes a lot of black Americans are just simpletons, man. Like, you sit down and see what they're really out here spewing. Especially when... You see, I always say this. You see black Americans here, yeah? mm. brother, to you and I. There's no difference between them and Nigerians. The only difference is accent. <laughs> because when I look at certain things, they say certain... The logic behind certain... I'm like, what are you saying? You, because if the white man did the same thing, would you say free so-and-so? Hell no. You wouldn't. I, I don't know why it's glorified. You go to jail and honestly, you're popping because you're in jail. Like you said, if Bobby Schmidt was out of jail, we don't, let's be honest. We've seen Rich Homie Kwan, mm-hmm. Trinidad James. It'll be the, it will be the same story. It will be the same story. But because he has that felon tag above him, he's a real one. You know, he raps about that real shit. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what kept him going sick. Because let's be very honest. The music's trash. It's, it's not good. The, the, the music's trash. So, why is it... When, you see, this is why I say a lot of black people are sheep. <laughs> when it approached, you know, three days to him coming home, I started seeing people tweeting about Bobby Schmurder and posting stories. And I was... I had to ask myself, I was like, do you know we actually fuck with Bobby Schmurder <laughs> he's being sheep again? Because let's be honest, a lot of you for the last six years have not been bumping Bobby Schmurder. What is there to be bumping? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is it? So now he's coming home because people are saying he's back. You now don't want to be left out. It's a trend. Finally, real one. I don't, honestly, I don't get it. Because I've always, I've always seen when someone that committed a crime is in jail, you're shouting free so and so, free so and so. Honestly, bro, I thought I could answer it, but I can't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy to to me. Like really, someone committed a crime, and the consequence is jail. And because he's a fellow black man or woman, they should be freed. Like this, this is not someone. Yes, not responsible for people's deaths. Yes, absolutely. They were, <laughs> they were a notorious gang. Like I know, I know. We want to, you know, cover that up and cover that up with a cloth, and be be like, oh, they were real ones. They were G's. Oh, love the squad, love the crew. But guy, they were. They had rivals. They had people. They shot. They had people. They bragged about killing. Why yes. are we? Yes. saints or heroes or legends out of such people why bro the song hot nigga was one big confession <laughs> it was one big confession i don't bro i don't i don't, I don't know i do i don't know I certain times i'm on the ground and i see what black people are doing and i just bro 
What can you do but just sigh? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. And okay. And I can tell you, like, if if someone were to ask ask me, oh, are you saying you don't listen to gangster rap? You don't listen to music that condones violence? I do. I do. And some some of that shit is amazing. But the difference is for me, yes. for me, it's no different from an amazing movie. For me, it's art. For me, it's it's like it's a form of literature, it's a form of escapism. But for you, for you that is living that life, for you that is writing those kind of records, for you, that is that is a code that you honor. That's a code you stand by. That's something that you believe is a, a good path to take in life. I don't agree with that. I'm able to separate literature from real life, and it doesn't seem like you are. Bro, that, that's it. I like how you said separate, because I had this conversation with someone where, you know, they're talking about a particular artist, and they're like, do you like his music? The person's like, no, he's a terrible human being. Only see how he's a deadbeat. He has baby mothers up and down. Mm. And the person said, I asked you, do you like his music? Yeah. Yeah. Not, do you like the person? Two different things. But yes, like you said, there are people that rap about immoral things. Mm-hmm. Hey, killing people, selling drugs, mm-hmm. sniffing drugs, how they bag up coke. One of my favorite rappers, Pusha T, does the best. You know, people that do this. But a lot of people don't. And you guys are here trying to make it, try, trying to finesse us into thinking they do. They're like these master craftsmen. Like, honestly, if, if we want to be real about it, there's so many Bobby Schmurders. So fucking many. There's so many. There's so many. Let's keep it a buck. Fucking Chief Keith. Thank you. That, that's that's another one. That's another one. Imagine, imagine if Chief Keith got locked up after dropping uh, Chief Keith. dropping Love Sosa. He'd be a legend. Man, it's ah, it's that man. So it's safe to say you won't be um, bumping his next album. No, I, I didn't. If he had a last one, I didn't bump it, and I won't be bumping the next one. So that's for sure. <laughs> you don't want to know you don't want to know about our jail talk what he was up to in jail you know no like, because what our, jail, what our jail do he can't rap <laughs> like, it's not, they're gonna call you a hater on these streets that, that's fine i like what i like you're definitely not getting the album are you sure i just want to confirm you sure 100 percent. bobby schmurder can't rap like he doesn't put words together in a way that is clever or interesting, so I don't listen to him, and I'm proud to say so. So you didn't bump hot nigga when he came out. You didn't do the little dance. You didn't throw your hat up in the air. I didn't know how to do the dance. Did I? Did I? You know, pop my head to the song. Sure, absolutely. The songs. The song sounded hard, but I mean, <laughs> guess what? Uh, when Trinidad James dropped, I was I was saying gold all on my neck, nigga, nigga, nigga. <laughs> That was a hard tune. That was a hard tune. <laughs> no. Anyway, speaking about rap, tell me hmm. to listen to Conflict of Interest by Getz. Of course. You, of you, course. 
break it down for us. What did you think? <sighs> Gets. We've already spoken about Gets, about how this guy has improved immensely over the years. Now he's like an elder statesman. This is a guy who's in his groove. He's comfortable. Yeah. Like, so for me, the album, the album wasn't perfect. That's for sure. It wasn't flawless. Mm-hmm. There, were, there, there were definitely some songs that, you know, he was singing off key and auto tune. They had some questionable R&B collaborations. But bro, overall, and especially the hard rap records, gets... Mm-hmm. He's in fucking cruise control. When Getz tells you that he has his gat on his lap like a serviette, mm. come on, bro. Mm. Mm. On too many songs, the wordplay was just exceptional. It's the kind of album where if you're, especially especially the beginning, man, if you're listening to the first six, seven songs, you're listening to a song like Hop Out. Jeez. You have to listen to that song like two or three times to catch some of these entendres. This guy is dropping, man. Bro, it took me about 15 minutes to listen to each song. Mm -hmm. Because things just keep going over your head. His wordplay, what he does with words, how he flips them round, how he pulls them apart... Like you would listen to it and not even pick it up, but you go back and like, wait, 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 did he, did he say, nah, nah, he could have, did he say, bro, oof. carry on, please, just, just carry on. You know, there are times when he shows his versatility, starts speaking like a combination of patois, a combination of English slang. While rapping in no come on man. Come on, man. And I love I love how he stayed, he he didn't totally abandon collaborating with people who would help bring out his sound even more. His songs with with another guy that you put me on, mm. who I love now, Pas Salou. And even the songs that dropped before the album that I already loved, like, bro, for example, a song like Mozambique, in the context of the album, the way the way he seamlessly merged the intro yeah, into Mozambique, bro. like, bro, the song sounds different. Bro, that was incredible. That was incredible. How it merged from the first song into this. I was like, wait, what? That was phenomenal. Who's ever, who had that idea? Whoever had that idea, take my hat off to them. Get whoever, whoever the team, that was phenomenal. It 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 pushed the song to in a completely different way. Because I've absolutely I've been bumping that song for months, mm-hmm. and then you months. and then you give me that. You introduce the song to me that way. Come on, man. Come hmm. on. No, bro, that, that 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 body of work was like you said. Definitely, there were songs that didn't need to be there. Honestly, there were fillers. There were definitely fillers for sure because you can tell um, Getz had been working on that album for a long while. You can tell mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, hey, 
there are bound to be fillers. But one thing I will mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. one thing I will say just before you you come on, um, I was so angry, go on. so so angry at the quality of verse that gigs dropped on the song crud. It was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like at first, when I listened to it, I was even copying pleas for him and you saying that, oh, you know, you said, uh, you said ad lib to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the ad libs, the ad libs, you know, they drive it home. I listened to that song a few more terrible, times. Bro. I told you, terrible, bro. That verse, that verse is atrocious. I'm sorry. There's, there's just, bro. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna read a few, re- a few please lines do. of please song do. so people who have, who haven't heard, heard it know what I'm talking about. Gig said, he starts his verse by saying, "Eat him up." Beat so tasty. <laughs> Beat so... <laughs> Is this a nursery school rhyme? <laughs> Go on, I beg. Gig so rude, yeah? Gig so feisty. Pricks get bruised up. Hit no safety. Pricks get moved up. Bitch, don't make me. Then it gets worse. Let's go down. Let's go down further. He goes, dude got captain. Captain murdered. Bately. Broad day burnt up, slapped up, weighty. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, slapped up, shaky. Wake him up, wakey, wakey. 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 Come on, man. He said, yeah, big bread, you so bakery. Come on, man. This is trash. This is trash. You see, with gigs, I don't know how gigs gets away with this. I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those old gigs is an OG so he can spew whatever. Nah. Let's not act like we don't remember Giggs' verse on Drake's album. Let's not act like mm-hmm. it was. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember I watched um, some Americans reacting to it. They were like, wait, what? This man tarnished your image in America. Yeah. That was horrible. I remember when I saw the song, you know, Crud, and I saw featuring gigs, I literally said, oh, God. Like, oh, God. Gets, you should have just done this song by yourself. Honestly. That's the annoying thing, because, bro, Gets oh, verse on that bro, song was spiritual. Bro, bro, do not get me started on what Gets said on that song. Don't get me started. Bro. Oh, jeez. Left the club drunk without the rum. Knife work, man's cutting, cutting out early. You don't know nothing about <laughs> 30. Talk is cheap. Anyone can outword me. You see, you hear that line. That, you don't, you don't, you miss it. He said, talk is cheap. Yeah. Anyone can outword mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. i push man to the max. No mercy. Mad Max. Ah, they keep talking Game of Thrones, but if you look at the stats, I'm Cersei. That's another head god. That's another head god. What are we saying? Come on, man. Come on. Nah, I take my hat off to get. I take my hat off to get, and I'm so happy for him because, boy, he, man, if you guys really knew where gets was 0405 mm-hmm. musically and then mm-hmm. you see his evolution to this nah 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 guys if you guys are into UK music or you're not whatever 
but you like good quality hip-hop rap, I'm not even going to tell me mm-hmm. grind, drill, UK views. No, this is quality nah. hip-hop. Nah. I'll be doing it a disservice if I call it that. If you like that kind of music, just go listen. Just listen to it. Just sit down. Listen to it. Mm-hmm. It is a quality, quality project. Yes, they're fillers. Yes, they're songs that were hit, that were misses. But trust me, seventy-five percent of it, quality, quality. Right. And and don't listen to it while you're doing something else. Put your headphones in. If you please have a drink or something and just vibe out. So just vibe out. Quality. Mm. And then I, I've really enjoyed his um album promotion. I really enjoyed what's going on. Yes. You look at the he had um the fire in the booth freestyle. Fire in the booth traditionally, you know, is done in the studio. They went to Dubai. Mm. Fire in the booth. Bro, I remember we spoke about gets that evening. And you know, all went to bed, blah blah blah. So before I go to bed, I usually hop on my iPad, watch it on YouTube, and this popped up my notifications. Fire mm. booth gets, you know, I'm clicking it quickly, but bro, I was not prepared for what I heard. <laughs> I was not prepared. Open up man's chest like in the spa with eucalyptus. <laughs> what? What? The bar after bar after bar in that final booth is ridiculous. Nah, you, you viewers that I'm sorry, you listeners must must be tired about how many times you've spoken about gets. Yeah. But I'm telling you, just go listen. The oh, that gets is special, man. He's hard. The Penmanship. You see, we've gone from talking hmm. about Bobby Shimada. Yeah. Gets. Just the wordplay is, is one of my favorite lines in Crud. No hmm. bullshit, we don't panic. Full clip in the matic. Full clips. Mm-hmm. Cinematic. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just the way he splits words is fantastic. He splits and breaks and dice. Nah, nah. Just guys, please, please go listen to Conflict of Interest. Stream it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just give it a go. You will not be disappointed. I know a lot of you are used to no. these. Shake your body. Oh yeah, go download music. I get that. But if you want actual quality music, I'm talking quality, wordplay, double entendres, <laughs> metaphors, you know, mm-hmm. go listen to this. this is quality rap. Go listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That's, 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 honestly, there's no more to say. There's no more to say about it. No. no that's, that's, that's just it, man. Anyway, bro, um, we finish off strong with... Mm-hmm. Football. Mm. Honestly, there's not a lot to say about this topic because yeah. of the team involved in this topic. But I'm going to ask you this: mm. Are Man City that good? 
or is the league that bad? <sighs> Jeez. Yeah, it's a question I don't feel like enough people are asking. People have just been wowed by Man City winning, I think, is it 18 games in a row or something mm. like that? Um, but if you actually look at look at the, their record, yes, they're cruising to the league title, but you look at their record, they've had a number of losses this mm-hmm. season. They've had quite a few draws, quite a few draws. They started the league very, very poorly. Mm. And if you look at who is second, who is third, who is fourth, I mean, Manu, Manu just drew nil-nil with Crystal Palace a few hours mm. ago. This is a team that's supposedly second. This, you're telling me this is the second best team in the league, Manu, a team that can't beat a team in the top six. And this is meant to be a competitive league. Hmm. So, I mean, and let's really look at things. Yes, Man City are by far and away the best team in the Prem. And of course, you can't, it's definitely not all down to money because Manu have spent a shit ton of money in the past, in recent years, Liverpool too, blah, blah, blah. But if we look at that Man City team, that team is so fucking expensively assembled. It is not even fair that this team alone Hmm. has Cancelo that that may or may not play. Hmm. Sterling may or may not play. Mares is a squad player. Yeah. Aguero can't start. Aguero can't get a goddamn game. Huh. They have they have promising um, prospects like Ferran Torres hmm. bagging goals when he plays, but he, he's not a regular. Far mm-hmm. from it. You have. You have Emric Laporte, who last season was like the talk of the town, a revelation. This guy is probably the third choice center back. Crazy. Hmm. So, I mean, in terms of squad depth, it's not even fair to compare Man City to other teams based off the amount of money they've spent. I mean, think about they spent like 40 something million on Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake has been injured for months. (laughs) They can afford to do that. It doesn't matter. And the crazy thing is, like you said, even if he was fit, he won't start. He won't be a starter. No, hell no. He'll be playing the League Cup, if that. Jeez. So I'm very, very, because of how bad the chasing pack is and because of how much investment has been pumped into that Man City squad, because they have like two, three close to world-class players in each position. Mm. I'm very skeptical to crown them as this amazing team, this juggernaut, this all-time great squad. Mm. Because in order for, for me to be able to do that or for me to be comfortable doing that, they have to, they have to rip apart the Champions League. That's the honest truth. It's true. They have to rip it apart because I mean we know this is not this is not new for anybody who's been watching football. We know that Man City in the Champions League they always falter. Whether maybe they're knocked out by Monaco and a young Kylian Mbappe, maybe they they're knocked out by Barcelona, knocked out by God, who knows? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So if they are as good as people are proclaiming them to be, then they simply have to win the Champions League. No excuses, especially because. Especially because you're going through a time in in European football. Mm-hmm. 
you're going through a time in European football where the so-called big teams across across the continent, the Bayern Munichs, faltering, leaking goals. This is a team that has lost many times in the Bundesliga. Real Madrid on the decline, playing atrocious football. You know, they can lose any time, any day. Barcelona trying to figure out their identity, have a squad full of expensive failures. Facts. You know, Atletico Madrid leading the pack in Spain. But, you know, look at what they did in the first leg in the Champions League against Chelsea. Juventus, squad full of old Babas, has-beens, being carried by Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. So you look right across Europe. And at this point in time, football is not in a great place in terms of great teams in Europe. Great, young, promising teams. Definitely. So if Man City cannot steamroll the competition in Europe this season, then we, need, we all need to pump the brakes. Because for, for me, that is now the expected standard. If they don't do that, then they're not, they're not a great team in any way, shape, yes. or form. Yeah. I agree. And if they don't do that, it further proves the point I've been making. The Premier League is poor. Mm-hmm. All this talk about, oh, it's the best league. Look, we could say it's entertaining, yes. But actual yes. quality of football, bar Liverpool, Man City, and maybe another team or two others, it's poor. It's gra-gra, work-rate merchants. That's all it is. Yeah. But we go to Man City. Have Man City been good um yes they have because one thing i like about this man city team is they found the perfect balance they never had that before Mm -hmm. back then it was straight attack just just aggressive attack sometimes they'll play with three four number tens this (laughs) is why aguero will score however many goals because how can you have Bernardo Silva, KDB, David mm-hmm. Silva, starting. Jeez. How can you? So, um, the league, look, the league has been poor. I think the league, this, this season reminds me of when Leicester won the league. Hmm. League was horrible then. Horrible. That's when Arsenal should have won the league, but whatever. Yep. It is like I'm looking at him. The Man City are 15 points clear of second <laughs> place. Like you said, you have Man U. They drew Palace, drew against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. It's. It's just been horrible. Was it? Is this not the same league Tottenham thought they won the league in December when they were first? Exactly. Where are now? Chelsea spent however much they spent. Where Chelsea now? Oh, it is. Mm, no, the the league is especially bad. Like, if anything, Man City don't even have to be great because of how bad the league is. Yeah. The league is poor this season. You look at the results. You look at the games. And yes, we we can't ignore the fact that I think the pandemic has really had a really, really bad...
bad effect on football in general because a lot of games are having to be played in the space of 10 days. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have three games in 10 days, three games in 11 days. It's a lot. And that's why we're seeing a lot of injuries, a lot of fatigue. Quality of football is not yeah. great. We're not having a lot of goals. You know, mm-hmm. it's, so that that definitely has to be considered. And it's going to get worse because Champions League, you have Euros coming up. People have forgotten, but we actually have Euros coming up this year. Oh, God. Next year, we have World Cup. Oh, wow. So that has to be taken under consideration. And I, I'd like to touch on what you said in terms of the super clubs crumbling. There is a shift in world football. Mm-hmm. Yes. The supposed big clubs are suffering during this transition phase. Mm-hmm. A lot of clubs do not know how to transition and they're hiring the wrong managers for this phase. Oh, God. I don't know what Ronald Coleman was meant to do at Barcelona or is meant to do at Barcelona. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. This is why Messi wants to leave. By Munich, again, I don't get what's going on. One week, they can be incredible. The next two weeks, they're losing. Mm-hmm. Dortmund, another team I don't understand. <laughs> Juve, I completely understand. They want to ride this old guard train till the wheels come off. Ridiculous. Let it go. Rebuild. <laughs> I don't think Juve actually know how to rebuild. There's their one club I don't think they actually know. They genuinely believe Ronaldo was going to come out within the space of two years, probably win the Champions League for them. Yeah. And that's not happened. And now Ronaldo is getting only older. I think he's been there for, what, two years now, is it? Two years? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. what happens? You guys bought Ramsey thinking he was going to do something. You guys bought Rabiot thinking <laughs> he was going to do something. Like mm. A lot of shit is good. You have Inter Milan, AC Milan. I can't trust those teams. I'm sorry. I don't care. Of course not. I don't care what they're doing. So there's a huge shift. You look at Man U. You look at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, their story is hilarious. Chelsea spent X amount. It's, there's, there's a massive shift in football. For crying out loud, West Ham are top four. What do we say? Yeah, thank you. West Ham are top four. <laughs> Everton are competing top four. Leicester, like, what are we saying? Aston Villa, Leeds. <laughs> like, it's crazy. The league has been so bad. You look at Sheffield United. They got a they, mm-hmm. they got a win today. That's what I'm saying. They beat Aston Villa. Sheffield United beat Aston Villa. Really, that's ridiculous. The league has been horrible. Like Man Man City haven't had to be great. That's the truth. We're not taking away from mm-hmm. how good they are, but they've not had to be great. When you look at the quality round, if anything, I believe what's really helped them is the depth and the quality in the depth. Yeah. Because, bro, I saw something. They put um, the starting lineup of Man City and then they put the starting lineup for their bench players. 
Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> if that second team was competing in the Premier League, they'll finish second. They'll finish second. Yeah. Easy. Team A will finish first. Team B will finish second. Jeez. Oh, man. I, 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 I have to commend Guardiola what he's done. How he's quietly, under the radar, rebuilt the team. Something Liverpool should have also done. Mm-hmm. He has rebuilt that team. He has made that team less dependent on Sergio Aguero. And... It's yes. so funny to say, but when Sergio Aguero plays, he spoils that game more. He, he does. He does. He actually spoils that game. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but they've rebuilt the team. Ruben Diaz has been a revelation. Oh, God. Cancelo has just... This is the Cancelo <laughs> I, I loved in Italy. I think he's such mm-hmm. a good... Bro, Cancelo has... Cancelo is an inverted fullback that's also a centre midfielder. These, these positions are hilarious. He's a, bro, you see him being a quarterback from centre midfield. <laughs> and the crazy thing, and this hardly happens in football, all their players have peaked at the right time in terms yes. of form. Mm-hmm. Nah, that that team, that team is. Oh no, no, no! It's 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 it's, per, it's perfect. It's a, right now, it's a perfect team. It really is. Yeah, it it, 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 is. it really is. And one thing I also give um, Guardiola credit for he he somewhat humbled himself in a sense where he's he. He accepted certain things he was trying to do wasn't working. Mm. And he abandoned it. Like when they were conceding goals, he said, you know what? Let's just go back to two holding midfielders and let's go from there. You two stay and the rest do whatever you want to do. And man, but where we know if it counts, what they do with the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Streets haven't forgotten how Leon knocked them out. Okay. Nope, no how, no Streets way. Helpful. So they have to win. I don't even need them to come second. They have to win the Champions League. No, 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 we're, no. We're not going to do that whole cop out quarter semis. No, 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 no. They have to win it. Yeah. They have to win it. So yeah. So that that's our take on it. Um, the league is poor, but Man City also very good. So. Yes. It's a combination That's, of we'll find, we'll find We'll find out how good. We'll find out how good. We'll find out how good. Um, would you like to quickly touch on your team, Crystal Palace Manu? Uh, thankfully, I didn't watch the game. Um, I'm not surprised by the results. Shocking team. A manager that is not going to get us to win trophies. Um, I, I always thought when we were top of the league in early January, I thought it was a joke. I didn't. I didn't see mm. it as something that was sustainable. I don't rate too many of those players. I don't rate. I don't rate Martial. Damn. Cavani is way too old to be leading the line for Manu. I mean, where, the way Manu fans rave about him, you would think he, he's this cold-blooded, 
finisher that bags a brace every game. This guy misses sitters. This guy is yeah. he's, he's, he's he just has elite movements. Everything else is unimpressive. His movement is elite. Like he will get goals. We're not disputing. That's the same thing I said about Werner. He'll get goals, mm-hmm. but really, is that who you want to bank on? Mm. Yeah, that's the truth. So, yeah, man, that's my new Arsenal. Arsenal, Leicester. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I was not expecting that. I was expecting Arsenal to win three one. I really wasn't, but we dominated. We dominated them. It was the Pepe mm-hmm. show. Like, boy, I'm nah, I'm happy. But Arsenal fans, I'm gonna tell you again: don't get carried away because it's the hope. Pump the brakes. It's the hope that kills. We won that <laughs> game, and I heard Arsenal fans saying, "Amo." You know, that top four is not actually that far away. I'm like, here we, oh, God. Here we go again. Just just enjoy it. That's all I say. Just enjoy it. Don't start saying wild things. But yeah. Anyway, guys. I think that's it. I think we've covered what we needed to cover. It was a good, it was, it was a good, mm-hmm. good informative podcast. And as usual, how would you like to end? Hmm. Like to end it by telling young men and women struggling to find themselves, find their careers, try not to put too much pressure on yourself. Mm. There is no formula, there's no one route to success. Trust, we are all figuring this shit out, mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk to the people who care about you when you're struggling and just keep pushing, man. That's keep it. Pushing. And all I'll say is her wetness is in her palm. That's all. <laughs> her wetness is in her palm anyway guys thanks for listening thanks Brody I'll catch you guys alright bro